On the Chris Hand Podcast, my wife, Jen, comes on to discuss several topics. Then we had so much fun and so much to talk about that we broke it up into two parts. Now, on today's episode, we start with some of her predictions centered around sports and some banter about my sports takes. Following her, I do my usual NFL Week 7 to Week 8 bridge, featuring my agenda of storylines and picks against the spread. And of course... I end it all with a ham hot take. Now, in a bonus episode on Wednesday, I'm going to release part two of my discussion with Jen, where we discuss pregnancy, parenting, and a rapid fire across many topics. Now, we introduced a couple more big topics to cover in the future, but we're going to do that in a later episode. So buckle up and enjoy. Podcast episode number nineteen. We have a very special guest joining us today. Uh, my wife Jen Ham, my beautiful, lovely wife of almost five and a half years, and you just heard the Tony Romo rant uh, as a lead-in to introducing her on onto this uh, podcast. So, welcome to the show, honey. Thank you so much. What are your What are your thoughts after? We, I know we we've heard that clip many times, but I think that anyone who knows you is now scared for for you. <laughs> Um, the funny thing is, like, it ages really well. Like, it's like two years old, and it's like I laugh every time I hear it. Was that Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think it was Thanksgiving 2017. I'm pretty sure. It was either Thanksgiving was or it was Christmas. Drinking? I don't think so. Huh. Your brother. I'm just very passionate about. Tony I mean, maybe Romo. when I was sitting with your brother, maybe you had like a drink or two, but I don't yeah. think so. That might have actually been. I, don't, I think that might have been Sunday night, so I don't think you were drinking at all. So it wasn't Thanksgiving. Oh, it hasn't it been a holiday. It, it doesn't matter. Everyone's now scared for you. All right, so we started with your Romo rant. Um, but I wanted to cover just five basic topics on this episode. So the first thing is the sports and your prediction slash mm-hmm. uh, you know bones that you want to pick with me after hearing. Okay, the first but the rule episodes. is like I see your computer over there. Yeah, I'm not pulling up any. You're stats. not pulling anything no, up. No. This yeah, it's gonna be this all from, just, off of memory. There we go. Okay. okay. All right. And then um, pregnancy and parenting, I'll have some comment- commentary on that, which I think is very appropriate and relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick comment on the political landscape. Okay. Uh, the Kardashians going to, transitioning to a lighter note. Uh-huh. And then just some random curiosities, a few of them that we've talked about over the last few weeks that uh-huh. I, I wrote down that I think would be good good for good topics for I the, think we the should podcast. just let the record show, yeah. though, that 
I had no say in this outline. I believe you sent it to me last night, last evening, yes, right? Yes, fair. And I'm just curious for your other guests, what the what's the typical Chris Ham podcast <laughs> guest protocol? Um, because I believe last week you asked me at about midnight on a Friday to record. And then this week I get an outline the night before. And I just, like, can you just run me through what a so, typical... All right. Sam guest All right. podcast. So I've had I've I've aired two of the conversations so far with um, Eddie Buckles and our friend Daya. Yeah. Um, Great episodes. I'm glad glad that you like them as well. Um, I recorded I guess two or three others that uh-huh. I'm gonna so air five. eventually. So four or five. So how do you start the process? And there's a few people that I pitch. So I'll pitch somebody on being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you pitch them? So I usually, just know. Okay, so usually I, I mean, it depends on, on the level of like contact I have. Uh, like if it's a friend, I'll text. If it's somebody who's close, if it's somebody who's like a little bit further removed, like a high school friend or an acquaintance, I'll send either like a Facebook message or some kind of uh, an email or something just saying, hey, I have this podcast. Or hey, can I have your email? And then I'll say, but doing this podcast, these are just some of the, this is a trailer for it. Would you be willing to be a guest on the podcast? Now, do you already have predetermined topics you would like those specific um, people to talk about? The people that I've approached, all but one, have been predetermined. Hmm. Well, all but one have, but but the other one uh, is the one me. No, Sarah, which oh, she, yeah. that, which we haven't aired yet, but she, I did like a you know I kind of like let her lead like what would something she would be special, but you're special. I think you're special. The fact that you're not pitched the same way as them. But normally, I would, so I would send them a pitch. Uh-huh. Then I would, I would say, okay, I'm going to send you an outline, which is like in the form of a Google Doc. We go through the Google Doc. Or like like or you like, would like schedule a call? Well, no, I'll, I'll send the Google Doc, and then we'll have a call to discuss what we're going to talk about to make sure that there's like chemistry in the discussion and everything. Okay. And then we'll go from there. So with you, a lot of those boxes are already checked. I haven't gone through the, the process. So okay. that's, what, that's where we're at. Well, what I'm excited about is, I've watched you prepare now for, I guess you said this is your 19th episode. Yes. Um, the the amount of notes that you take. And there have been times you and I have played around on here. And you always, whenever we're going to talk football, you need to come really prepared when you're coming to talk with me. But I'm really excited okay. that today that, that we get like informal yeah. Yeah, Chris Hamm. This formal. is just on the fly, on the, fly yep. off the cuff. I'm really That's excited right. about that. Well, well, thank you for treating me so special. Well, you're... I know I'm being serious. You got me my water. I did. Made me a cookie. Yep. Got me nice and comfortable. We're actually not even in your regular location. No. We're not in either... So there's two locations in our home that I think are viable places where guests would be. Yes. And there would and be we're either... And we're neither. We're neither. That would either be our, our um, third bedroom slash office slash future baby's room. Yep. Or the kitchen slash dining room table this is where you do all your magic so i will i'm going to so where are we now you have to tell we are, I'm gonna, yeah I'm, i was gonna say i'm gonna send out uh i'm gonna put up post on social media the picture of our these were my demands studio. just so everybody knows these were my demands exactly yeah you, you, sometimes you, you have to you have to accommodate your your, your guests on, on something like this but well, i appreciate you we're, accommodating me we're in our family room um i am sitting on a an ottoman mm-hmm we are. We have the microphones and, and mixer board on the coffee table, mm-hmm. and you're sitting on a couch, propped up with three pillows. One of which mm-hmm. is our bedroom pillow. That's right. Cookie to your right. Recently filled water bottle to your right as well. You're right. You and, could and, say I'm like the Antonio Brown 
no. of guests oh, the, the, with my demands. Oh, let's hope. Uh, Hopefully, yeah, no okay. allegations come out. Yeah, of, let, uh, let's hope it doesn't end the same uh, way. So, yeah. all right. So, as I mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna hop into a few of the topics. Just wanted to, to give give just a quick intro. Um, but coming up, we're going to first start with uh, the sports bones to pick that you have towards me, based on. I know you don't no, have your let's, notes prepared. Wait, no, no. Okay, no. Well, all right, we're. You have bones to pick about, with me. Okay. Okay. I do find it funny. This is for all of his listeners last week when he goes off about Darnold and like Sanchez, right. which was, by the way, everyone can agree, a monologue. Right. He just sat. Right. No, wait, hold on. Okay. Let me just. Okay. I have to say my piece. I listen to your piece every well, we're week on Saturday it. morning. Okay. When are you taking a break? Your bones to pick with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I notice that you just have bones when my predictions go against your teams okay. that's where your bones come from all right so we could talk more all right. about that all right. all right you know let's just jump into the sports thing right now then okay did you um, want to take a break no or? no no, no. The break is uh no i'm not gonna we're, we're not gonna take a break we're not gonna put the the music in we're just gonna go right into oh, that I love and then the for the music ne- though well then for the next topic we'll, we'll we're gonna break no you but mean, i like the music all right we're gonna, let's take a break <laughs> and take let's a break. do that music coming up sports bones to pick yeah That literally was like as short of a break as probably the listeners. No, but heard. you're not gonna do it where the music's like do do do. I like when it's like do 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 do. It gets edited in. It's gonna, you're gonna, but you, it's gonna be a long one. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be a long one. Right. All right. Listeners, you agree. All right. right? So sports bones. All right. So before we get into sports bones, one thing I did give you credit for in this podcast is the fact that you're incredibly intuitive with sports predictions and just you're like intuitive incredibly. with life. But I think it translates to sports as well. And and you know you're somebody who I've watched sports with for. The 12 plus years we've been dating and you've been i've been very impressed with how accurate you've been and um with you know i'm putting you on the spot i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna make you make a few other ones today i'm gonna make you i'm gonna hold your feet to the fire with taking stand and you could do the same with me because you always tell me yeah i'm gonna bring up a lot all right you're gonna, you're gonna bring up a okay. lot so first i'm gonna give i'm gonna list out the predictions that i think that you made recently and, and you could maybe take a second or two to or take a few seconds or whatever, 30 seconds to comment on each one. And then, and then we'll, we'll pump into like, we'll, we'll like, we'll jump into other. These should stuff. have like a good headline. I don't know. I just, I just kind of, I wrote them out. So we're just going to talk about them. So the first thing was, uh, Cam Newton. Um, so he won the MVP back in 2015. Wait, so and what are, these are my predictions I've made. Yeah. These predictions made, you made. That you've liked. Yeah, these predictions I made, either, either, not necessarily I've liked, but ones that, Eventually, kind of came to fruition to some degree. So, so Cam Newton during his MVP campaign, when the Panthers were fifteen and one, Mm -hmm. they made the Super Bowl and they lost sometime in that year, Mm -hmm. even before he even made the playoff run. Obviously, eventually lost it. The the, no, I think it was his rookie year, is when I started. Maybe I mean you had opinions about Cam Newton. So Cam Newton was a rookie. Was he rookie in two thousand eleven? If I'm not mistaken. You're my numbers guy. I don't know. All right, in 2011, I think it was his rookie year. Maybe 2012. I, I I should know this, but one of those years in 2015, he was 15 and one. They had a great team, mm-hmm. and they made the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And your prediction at some point, either either before that or on that date, or or like before that or on that year, before that year or during that year, you said that Cam Newton. This was kind of a like not a flash in the pan, but he. This is like the highest he's gonna get. Mm-hmm. It's all gonna like he's not gonna be this mm-hmm. perennially good mm-hmm. elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, to your credit, Wait, to this point, say? I said they're, they're being ridiculous. I think you said a quote 
he's going to be better than Eli Manning. It probably that's did. usually what you say about every did. quarterback now, that does well. I can't even argue that at all because he's been very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. He's had pretty much a good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Mm-hmm. His team has. I don't think he's had two two consecutive years where his team's been good or his team's made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's obviously been in the league for a number of years, but right now he's, he's injured, he's broken down, he has some kind of foot injury. And the backup quarterback, Kyle Allen, has been in since the beginning of the season, since week three, I think, and he hasn't lost yet. Well, and there there's going to be a controversy now. When he is he going to? Are they going to take take their? The Panthers going to take their time? Such a diva. He's probably trying to like find somewhere else to go. And he probably is. I I, I think it's very likely the next year or the year after he ends up in a different. Which also anyway, I called. It so you were right about that. He's also older now. I mean, he's like probably 30, 31. You know who I also predicted, who? which I I can't see your list right now, but yeah. Cutler better be on there. He's not. We'll talk. We'll add Cutler to the list. We have to add so Cutler, Cutler be because added. I was calling Cutler. All right, let's out talk about Cutler now. Why, why? Why? push it off? All right. So Cutler, what? What are you? So you had a prediction that Cutler wasn't going to be. Do you not recall? I don't remember exactly what it was. I mean, he. So he. So to his credit, out of that. So, so I remember that year. That was a 2007. No, it was, maybe it was a 2006. I'm like, I usually pride myself on knowing this, but. This happens when you go in the family room. I guess so. I don't know all my notes, but he was a draft year with with. Vince Young and Matt Leinart, and he was the best one in the class, and he was drafted yeah, third behind those guys. Yeah, when he came up, everyone was like, Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler. And yeah. I was never behind the Jay Cutler bandwagon. I also thought he was a big prick. Right. He and is. That he, I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever see that. denied I, that. I didn't think he was, per usual, as good as a hype was around him. Yeah. And then he started making his slow and steady decline. Yeah, um, he did. So I just, I didn't know if he was on your list, but let's just add him to the list. I yes. called that one. Also, I don't know who's on your list. I'm sorry. I'm really, this is my last well, I'm, one. I'm just, I'm just looking at when he was drafted. Because is I Aaron Rodgers. Honey, no technology. All right, but I just, I just want to see when he was drafted. No, That's no, it. no. This is the this is the Chris Ham unedited. Oh, I'm, already, I'm already on the page now. All right, he was drafted in 2006. We need like a Tony right, Rowley. And after, after the show, we'll plug right. in Tony Rowley to fact check you. All right. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, is he on the list? He's not. But what's your... Now, this sorry. wasn't his performance, though. This is just... Him being a douche. I know You're right. When he came into the league, people loved him. His right. stupid... Well, he didn't even do the double check thing right away. He was just kind of like, that? this is before that. So give me credit on that. Yeah. You're like, I don't like him. I think he's kind of an asshole. He's an asshole. And there were no, and he is, he's, he's like very arrogant. But this was before everybody that like it's, loved him. It's good to see he is. He's coming very good. In, everyone was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers coming in after Favre. Favre's so mean to him. <laughs> right. Such a Favre nice was, little, and Favre was mean Right. Him. But everyone felt bad for him. Right. He was like this like nice little boy coming up to community college yeah. like oh yeah, and I was sure. like he's a fucking prick he's chipping and then yeah. look what happened and now he's really now arrogant stupid fucking he, mustache he ran out his coach that he had for like years he's and now but, but to be fair they want, they're playing really well now alright so. well I just gave you alright so Jay Cutler Aaron Rodgers Camden those are three alright okay. the fourth one on here RG3 yeah oh you were so annoying when RG3 you're so annoying in general <laughs> With like and then Darnold is like case in point with like up and coming quarterbacks. You just hop on that bandwagon so fucking fast. You don't even stop to tie your shoes. You're just like, oh, shiny quarterback. Especially if they're like brown. If they're like, like mixed, they're mixed if race they're mixed or, or, or brown, brown. Yeah. you are just said, like on it. All right, I've said this early on. I, yeah, that, that, it does happen more, especially with mixed quarterbacks, which was oh, Dak Prescott's one, Mahomes. I can't even talk about your favorite. Well, Prescott's real. Prescott. Prescott's real. He's actually. I, mean, I need Keith here. He's 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 good. He's good. Okay, he so RG three. Right, RG three. So I was wrong about. What so did he, I say he had a good rookie RG3? year. Although I, I remember saying his rookie year, I would take Luck and Wilson over taking RG three. Honey, I just I really wish 
we had this little red recorder uh-huh. over the course of our <laughs> marriage and relationship. When you saw RG three, and you're like, he can run, he could do this. This he was could. after. Um, yeah, this was the... this after? Was Vic on? No. Yes, yeah, after Vic. The, the, but Vic was on. Right, he was right after, and you were just like. You again, I believe the quote was, He's gonna be better than Eli Manning. And, um, well, he had a better year than Eli Manning. Okay, but that's okay, that's like your theme, though. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, Mm -hmm. and I remember saying, like, No, like, no, and then that worked out. I should start. So, he's obviously, he he really, although I was off the RG3 bandwagon as quickly as I was, yeah, but okay, again, for your listeners at home. That are just getting to know you. That's pretty typical. Okay. You get really excited, <laughs> really fast, and, and then as soon as you're off, it's just fast as you get All right. off. All right. All right, where are we All at? Right. Number five. Right. So, so, so yeah, number five. So we we had Newton, we had Cam Newton, Jay Cutler, Aaron Rodgers, RG three. Yeah. So five is actually a coach, uh-huh. Bruce Arians, the, mm-hmm. the current coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, former coach of the Arizona Cardinals. This one was pretty funny. This was actually a pretty pretty. Like I, 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 I think a very impressive one. So at the time, Bruce Arians has, has been a good coach in this league. I don't think he's had any year that he's been under 500. Mm-hmm. I think he's had at least like, maybe he had one seven eight in one year. That was his worst year. But at the time, he was 43 and 17. I went back and looked at this. And, you know, obviously like a 700 winning percentage in the league. Was successful with the Cardinals. Um, and you predicted, you, you, you looked at him at one point, I think, again, this is like 2015, you're like, Eh, like this guy's not going to be. No, they were like on a playoff run. Yeah, they were on a playoff run. They lost to the Panthers yeah. in the in the NFC Championship game in that yeah. year. And you said something like, "Oh, he's not going to be the coach in a couple of years." You, you for the Cardinals. For the Cardinals, and I was like, well, "You're crazy! This guy's going to be a coach. Like, he's not that old. He's in his mid sixties. He's going to coach for another, like five or ten years. The Cardinals are going to be good. They have a good program." And I know. You sure enough, like... he like quote unquote retires for health reasons or whatever he retired for, and now he's the coach of the Bucks. Well, I thought. I know. So that was impressive. That was a random one. Well, I thought it was going to be more shady than that, but it it was uh, interesting. But I just remember you being like, what are you talking about? He's like an amazing coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. Who was their quarterback then? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, right. Well, Kurt Warner then was Carson Palmer. No, no, it was Carson Palmer. It was Carson Palmer at the time. Yeah, Kurt Warner, I think, had retired at that point. But it was Kurt (sighs) Warner and Carson Palmer were his quarterbacks for the Cardinals. He had some shitty quarterbacks in there when, when, like, Bruce Palmer got hurt a lot. That was an impressive one. So, anyways, that was another one. Then you had Antonio Brown. So we're watching Hard Knocks, and That's you didn't really know him when he was on the Steelers. Like you didn't, I didn't like, follow really him that know much. of him at all. Um, and he's obviously a really good receiver. He's really talented, but a complete lunatic. And you said I didn't know that. Like before you even saw any of his like backstory stuff, his cryogenic foot stuff, you said um, he's not going to be in the Raiders suit. It was like no, the, it was first the first episode, episode of Har- first episode yeah. of Hard Knocks, and I was like, wait, they paid so much money for this. No, guy. it was like three minutes in. Whenever they like first yeah. pinned to him, and I was like, he's not going to be on the Raiders by the end of the, the whole season. Yeah. And you were, or by the the show, yeah. and you were like, "What are you talking about? He loses thirty one million dollars or whatever yeah. his contract was." And I was like, "I don't know. He's not going to be on it." Yeah, you're right, and, and we all know what happened with him. Well, well chronicled in this podcast as well. Um, so that was another one. Speaking of the Raiders, which you know, we can get to the predictions that you're going to make in the future, but you're not a big fan of Derek Carr, the quarterback. I do you have that rant? <laughs> no, I don't. I <laughs> I've talked about the Raiders. Yeah, no, there's a hard knocks recap. We talked about like, but yeah, I, I, we I think had I to stop the some. show. Yeah, I know. We you, had yeah. to stop the show because he gets on my nerves so badly. Why? He just what did I say? We were watching, and I was like, turn this off. We had to pause it. I don't know. He just 
he thinks he's better than he is. Yeah, yeah. And I think he said, "I gotta find the quote." I'm not gonna pull it up now, but, uh, but he just he thinks, said, he thinks he, he's act like fucking Aaron Rodgers, but he's not. He just thinks he's better than he is. He thinks he's cooler than he is. He thinks he's better looking than he is. He thinks he's like, a, like a better dad. Like I don't ever think that he thinks he's just better than he is. He just like irks me so bad, and I just feel like he's gonna come up against like a real quote. I haven't been watching the Raiders. Um, well, they're okay. They're three and three, but Aaron Rodgers kicked his ass. Yeah, that, last week. I was just gonna say, I don't know if he's. Aaron Rodgers played his best game in I don't know how That's many years. That's what I was just gonna he smoked say. Smoked him. Wait, I literally just I don't well, know if he played the Packers yet, yeah, but I just feel like Aaron. He's gonna go up against a real quarterback like Aaron Rodgers yeah. and just be like, realize he's just a little peewee. He also like, went up against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes killed him. I'm sure he did. Patrick Mahomes was another prediction I, I had actually. Right. Yeah, a positive prediction about. But Mahomes. I didn't know him when I know. he first. You saw like his first game or two. I saw one game. One of his early games. One of his early games, and I was like, who is that? He's yeah. gonna be like elite. Yeah. Like he reminds me of Russell Wilson. Like, right. like in a, but I actually think he's just Steph Curry he reminds me. Well, he reminds me of Steph Curry too. We're gonna cross sports. Yeah. Okay. But Next. no, but, but yeah. So, so Derek. Carr. I feel bad for any of my girlfriends that wanted to like hear me on. Well, there's gonna be like, more I topics. I, I have this show this. outline well, well uh, laid out. So if anybody, if people, people know what they're getting into with this. So. All right. So Antonio right, Brown. So Antonio Brown. Yeah. All right. So, so you did Antonio Brown. Next week you had. Uh, and I'm going to record, I'm going to sh- share this episode. This is an episode that you and I recorded over a year ago before the start of the 2018 mm. season where I showed you five, I think like maybe 30 second clips of the, or maybe like a minute, a really short period of time, a really short clip of all the 2018 quarterbacks. But of, it wasn't them playing, it was, it was press It was their combine before you knew what teams they were. And, and like, you couldn't even be biased knowing like who the Jets had. It was, it was, it was Darnold, it was Mayfield. Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. And you made me make predictions. And made you make predictions on how they were going to be, and we'll go back to those. But you were pretty accurate, at least after the first year, with how they are. So yeah, we'll get we'll get to those. Um, all right, so switching sports to game. I six feel like I knew then that Maker, Make, Mayfield was a douche lord, and I feel like that one I remember making. I didn't know who Darnold was, but I yeah, think I, I said he said. was going to be pretty decent. Yeah, I think you said Mayfield Darnold were going to be the most the best performers out of that bunch, and they've yeah. been so far. Not drawn with a terrible game on the night football, but they've been better than the, the others. Cool. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I know, has been good too. So whatever, we'll 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 we'll, we'll get to that. But all right, so game six of the ALCS. Oh, see this. Okay, I I don't know if you have on there all the Yankee games and the playoffs. I told you they're going to lose because I'm pretty sure I've been accurate all of those. I haven't talked a ton of baseball on this. Everybody knows I'm a big Jets fan. If you're listening, but I am a probably just close to as big, approaching as big of as a Yankee fan. But I've made. I've said when they made it to the playoffs, I don't really follow baseball. But when I've seen the Yankees and you're like, oh, they're like the best team in the league right now. They're like this many game winning. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they're not going to make it. Like, I just know it. You knew they were going to make the wrong And series. you just get so mad that yeah, I think annoying. you like block out. I mean, they were a hundred win team for two years in a row now. And they, and they haven't, you know, I guess they, made, they, they won one round this year, but they didn't win. They lost to the Red Sox in the ALDS last year. Well, you can't. Sucked. This prediction you couldn't block out. No, I even couldn't. though you it was were game so six. angry. It was game six. The Yankees were down three games to two. This was like a week ago. It was, it was ago. a bullpen game. It wasn't Verlander. It wasn't cold pitching. And I wanted. I thought we were going to have a chance to win. Yes. Yeah, and it was about the first inning. Yep. And I was complaining about baseball because it should probably only be three innings long. That's crazy. And anyway. we were in the first inning, and they said, "Turn this shit off." They said they're going to be down by three or four by the third inning anyway. 
you're like, what are you talking about? Like so and so was pitching or something. I don't know. It was it was some opener. Oh yeah, pitcher. yeah, yeah. Chad Green. And you're getting all like that. hot and bothered, and then bam, something got hit. It was like three nothing. Yep. And then I said, and why we have to watch it to the ninth inning? I'll if it's gonna end. Altuve is gonna hit a home run, yeah. end the game. Yeah, yeah. And you were yeah. like all angry and you went and to sleep i went to sleep and the yankees were down most of the game kind of inched their way back dj yeah. lemayhew hit a home run to tie the game in the top of the ninth and then bottom of the ninth i think there were two outs yeah. there's a guy on altuve hits a home run yeah i wasn't surprised uh, the, the only good thing was i got we I got, I got to go to sleep at a reasonable hour i was worried it was going to be an extra inning game it was going to be like 18 innings again the yankees going to lose but they lost anyway but that was a prediction that was great a couple of just ones we'll just get through quickly. Um, Mike Vrabel, the coach of the Tennessee Titans, when we watched Hard Knocks in 2015, I shared that we watched every every season of Hard Knocks together. You predicted, but he was even like a, I think he was a D line coach. He wasn't even the defensive coordinator for the Texans at that point. Uh, he was going to be a head coach, uh, and, he, and he is a head coach, and he's been a pretty decent head coach so far. He's a good looking guy. Um, yeah, ex Patriot too. He's one of the few ex Patriots. Yeah, I, I, actually I feel liked. like I remember him. On probably the do. He was, he was on the pa- I mean, he's not that old. He's in his like mid 40s, probably. So. Yeah. This Vrabel. Uh, Danny Amendola, speaking of hard knocks, obviously the longtime Super Bowl champion of the Patriots, like slot receiver now in the Lions. When he was on the Cowboys, he was like kind of on the border of even making a team. He wasn't yeah. like a high draft pick. He's like not like a big guy. And you predicted that he was going to be really good. Be good. I remember yeah. that specifically. And then uh, a couple other things are just um, uh, employee and colleague predictions you've made of mine in the past, like which employees are going to. Do well, which ones aren't, and then which are gonna leave. I had a former job that I had like three years ago. It was not the best fit, no. and you came into my office with Eloise when you were so know. excited. You wanted me to meet everybody. Yeah, yeah. You came in, and Eloise was like six months. Old. She was like, yeah, she was like not even. She was like six months old or something yeah. like that, and you were and and. Like you, you thought I you just got like a bad vibe. Like and you introduced me to your boss and some other guy. I think, yeah. And literally right away, I was like, Curse is getting fired. I just like knew and it. And like three days later, I and got I didn't fired. say anything to you. And yeah. then you called me. You said and it. You were like, I got fired. I was like, mm, Yeah. You had a feeling you were in there. Coming. Yeah. Which I appreciate you didn't yeah. say it at the time, but you right, know what it wall. is. What? If anyone's ever read Malcolm Gladwell, I just started reading this book. I'm like two chapters in. But he talks about like thin slicing and you're able to see something. Yeah, blink. Yeah, blink. And I realized that's what I've been doing my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe in a spiritual book they'd call that intuition. Yeah, or, it is. Or whatever. But I will say that like p- part of my intuition is thin slicing. I'm able to see something really quickly and just like get a feeling that's mm-hmm. just like, and, and it's specifically in like, I think it's behavioral, like um, in work environments. Like I said, when I go to your office sometimes and I'd be like, that person's going to leave or that person's not going to yeah. work. Or, it's just different um, cues. The different cues I yeah. think I pick up on Arians. I remember that one specifically. I just was like, I, I don't know. You just I sense just, something. I feel like I just yeah. sense things. It's intangible sometimes. So anyway, so those are some of the impressive predictions you've had. So now that we've gotten yeah. the predictions out of the way, let's talk about you know, the bonus, the bonus to, to pick. Some? Well, yeah, we're going to ask you to make some, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire on one, but for the, so you'd say that I'm very overly optimistic about the Jets. I'm the opposite of like the negative Wait, are Jets we not fan. Going to break? Are we moving to? No, we're gonna go. We're, we're we're gonna keep in this now. This is all. I mean, it's about prediction. But this is this is the sports oh, okay. segment. We're gonna keep okay. it running until the segment stops. Okay. So we're like, okay. I don't know, twenty minutes in or so. Okay. But but um. So what what are your thoughts on this whole? So you said before, mm-hmm. well before the season started, you saw Adam Gase, the Jets coach, and you're like. 
this guy. Like, you just kind of shook your head. And I, so with Gase... And at that point, you were like, we're going to be 11 and No, uh, when he was hired, I had reservations. Mm-hmm. And I talked myself into him in the preseason, the beginning of the mm-hmm. season. I was like, oh, let's go. It's an offensive guy. And, and you saw you, him, like, snorting that. Like, yeah, you like, like the smelling salt, whatever the fuck he was snorting in the beginning of the, uh, the, the game, like, the third week of the preseason. And you were like, yeah, this guy, you said something negative. I was like, oh. And I was just terrified that you were going to be <laughs> right. Like, oh, God. And so far... The guy sucks as a coach, and I'd be surprised if he's there next year, let alone... I don't even know what who you're talking about, to be honest. I don't even know what this guy looks like. Jets coach, Adam Gase. It means nothing to me. But I'm sure I saw him and probably thought you guys were going to suck. But I think that's All right. pretty much every season. That's Spe- true. Especially the season, do you think you're going to do well? Then I like pretty much know that you're not going to do well. Which is much All right. Well, well, one of the one of your predictions you said you said the league is so. Tell me what your Sam Darnold prediction is now, and then I'll give you because you, you say you're this, like in like two or three years we're not gonna know who he is. Not the, he's just not gonna be like this talk like right now. Okay, let's well, let's just backpedal. Okay. I okay. when I have the time, I'm gonna go back through all of your yeah, podcasts yeah. and like highlight asterisk and star. I'll have you on again. All of the things that you backpedal on and hedge, which for anybody who listens to him, I just want you to know, he might come on air and say certain things, but living with him, I can tell you that things change very okay. quickly. Um, Listen, and you went people off change stuff, things all the time. First Here's of all, like, if a Darnold. pilot is, is flying in the oh air and there's a thunderstorm in front pilots. of them, are they going to, is it, could they potentially change their course to avoid the thunderstorm? Is that fair? Like, it's the same type of thing. Why, why do we have to be... What do they call that? A fair weather fan or just like a bandwagon Fo- fan? What, is, what, are we, what are we calling you? A front, a front runner? runner? No, I'm not a front runner because I'm for the Jets. all three. I root for the Jets. Here's, here's right, so to answer your question yeah, let's on go back Darnold. To Darnold. Please. I haven't been watching Darnold. I don't really pay attention. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think he's going to be a name. I don't think he's going to be like a top anything in a few years. I think he's, he's going to be like a middle. of the mill quarterback. That's what I think. All right, so let's look at quarterbacks that are like 10 years older than him, 12 years older than him. Uh-huh. So, so – Obviously, the, the, the top of that class is like now. Who like, did I say was going to be like Aaron Rodgers level? Mahomes, probably, I think. No, it was like recently, and I said like they remind me of somebody. I don't know. I don't remember who it is. But, all right, so there's like the Aaron Rodgers class. There's the Russell Wilson class. Yeah. All right, so you're saying he's not going to be that. Is he going to be like Matt Ryan, who's like good? Yeah, doesn't okay. Really, like Matt Ryan is. Matt Ryan is good Matt Ryan. But okay, now it's because right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going down tiers. Okay, like yeah, first okay, tier, yeah. like that's like a second keep, tier, okay, and the other tier is like a guy who's been in the league for a while, uh, but isn't like that like Andy Dalton. Like I feel like he could be Kirk like Cousins. a like a like a Fitzpatrick. That's that's bad. That's a guy who's been on like six or he's seven teams. He's been around for a really long right. time, but he's like barely struggles. I don't think he's gonna be anyone's Fitzpatrick, franchise. Right. He's not gonna be anyone's franchise so quarterback. He's gonna be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, I wish you guys could. So it's below Chris Andy right Dalton. Now. I wish you guys could see Chris right now. He gets so hot and bothered. Oh my god! He's like okay. literally sweating. Right. This is why last week when I started telling him this stuff, he felt the need to like do all of this research and have his monologue. On First of all, I already had my whole. No, you did whole, not. No, you did not. Because last week we well, did some research. Oh, yeah, where we are on the phone, my brother. Well, I had I had a re- we research. He's telling me that Daniel Jones is better than Jones. This is before Donald Trump's no, great Cowboys game. No, that wasn't what game. he was saying. He, he wasn't d- saying Jones was better. He did. He, he said was Jones trying is better to now. say compare them 
for year to year. No, like no, no. Season, Even if you compare the rookie season, I'm going to pull up the stats. Know, you get so for, hot I'm, I'm happy to pull up the stats. Let's, so here's my deal with Let me give you my stance on Darnold no, for the record. Dude, we all listen to your like 75 minute rant. So what's my stance on Darnold? I my actually stance turned on it off. What's I my stance on Darnold? We all, I mean, you think he's like great. You no, well, let, let, I don't know what week are we in because some weeks you're like he's great and some weeks you fall off. Like where are we at right now? All right, well let me tell you what my opinion is to Darnold. Sure. All right, like so we're Go gonna ahead. crystallize this so you can't say sure. I flip flop like ten years from now or five years from now. Okay, uh-huh. Darnold was drafted third overall. I was glad they just drafted him because I was afraid the Browns were gonna draft him one and then Mayfield was gonna get drafted by the Jets. And that would have been so Jetsy in to draft Mayfield. Mm-hmm. It was a complete. Hothead, I think he's going to be out of the league, out of the freaking league soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so with Darnold, he does remind me a lot of like, Johnny Manziel. He's a better version well, of Johnny yes, Manziel. No, but like I mean, even like Tim Tebow. Everybody was in love with Tim Tebow, and like he's. And Mayfield has better arm talent. No, I know, but he reminds me how everybody that. like talked about him, and then he just. Yeah, fell but off. Tim Tebow. Everybody like loved Mayfield. Is like a like players hate him. Like every play, like every player comes on like like after they beat the Browns, it's like. Mayfield fired us up. He's complaining about the officials going into the Pats game this week. That's a whole other topic. Well, he's, he's not wrong. I mean, the officials suck, but he's saying like no. he gets screwed by the officials. But he's week. not wrong about the Pats. I mean, the oh, Pats oh, the, the literally Pats, yeah. the Pats get have the officials on their payroll. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you were saying you right, thought so that they were maybe going to get Mayfield. Mayfield. I was having the Jets drafted Darnold. Mm-hmm. So Darnold under Bowles, who's a defensive coach, wasn't great for the first two-thirds of the season. Mm-hmm. He got injured. He had some bad games. He was, like, very choppy. But then he came back the last four games of the season. He had mm-hmm. eight touchdowns and one interception, or six and one interception. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a fourth-quarter comeback in there. So I was like, all right, this guy's got some arm talent. He looked good in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He looked good, like, in training camp. There were some good reports that came out. Mm-hmm. All right? Then he had mono. Mm-hmm. In the Buffalo game, he wasn't terrible, but he was, he was not as good as I had hoped. Mm-hmm. Then he got mono. He's out for... You know, the next three weeks, now for the next mm-hmm. month, essentially, of the season. And then, and then he comes, Pats, no, both. Well, let's wait until he came back against the Cowboys right, and he lit it up right. against the Cowboys. Which I told you was beginner's luck. And that was but probably the Cowboys have a top 10 defense. Honey, I told you, like, this is what I mean what be, about you. Wait, what, You're beginner, so predictable. I knew this was going to happen. Okay. I knew he was going to come back. It was going to be beginner's luck. You guys were going to do great. And I knew you were going to just like, again, like not even tie your shoes, jump on the fucking bandwagon right. and start riding right. the guy. Let me just finish my Darnold, my Darnold position. No, hold on. Now. Okay. All right. He had a big against the best defense in the freaking okay. league. Sure. He still was terrible. It was terrible. He Worst was game terrible. ever by any quarterback the last three to five years. Like, do you notice yes. that when he won the four games at the end of the season, mm-hmm. you were like on his bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. Then he got right. mono. So, then he had one game. You got so excited. Okay. You he were said like, three games yes, that have been completely you, in different. In fact, a friend of yours yeah. said to you, yeah. said to you, yeah. well, there's still, um, they said something like, what did they say to you? And you were like, well, something like the Super Bowl, like there's still a lot of season left. Yeah, so last season. And you left. said that, yeah. right? Before the but, before the well, Pats they were zero and four. Then they were one and four. Uh-huh. Now they're one and five. But then they, the Pats they, game happened. All right, all right. Here's what I'm gonna say with Darnold. Uh-huh. The jury's still out on him as a quarterback. I still am hopeful for that he's what? the guy. For his career? For his for career. The... Well, for his career. Well, I'm just okay. saying, like, 
Like I think if he, like, he could have a, end up having a very good year this year, and that's a one throwaway game. Can I just say something? Though? So I think so. Here's what I think. So I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback. I think he's going to be in the top <laughs> for the Jets. I think he's going to be. Honey, I don't know that that's the mean he's going to win like, a Super I'm Bowl. Worry about. I think he's you. going to be somewhere between Matt Ryan and the top Let tier quarterback. Let me explain something. That's my prediction. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, just finish my prediction. That's my prediction on Darnold. He's got a you really soft set of games. Franchise quarterback. He's not going to. And he's going to be like he's Matt gonna, Ryan. He's going to. He's going to be better than Matt Ryan. He's going to be better yeah. than Matt Ryan. Now, I'm not really saying he's going to be Matt Patrick Ryan Mahomes. Is. Tell me Matt The Falcons Ryan's quarterback. Yeah, and he had like a few good seasons. Yeah, he's had a lot of good statistical seasons. He, okay. he nobody really choked, cares about They choked away. Really remember the, the Super Bowl that we, we watched a few years ago where they choked away, where they were up 27 to okay. 24 so to he's 3. had a few good runs, hasn't done shit, nobody really cares. And people care about him. He's not really making headlines. I mean, he's won a couple divisions. He's pretty good. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm worried about you. Okay. I think you're delusional. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what you need to see. Can I just <laughs> Wait, run everybody? Why is that delusional? Home? We've been together 12 and a half years, right? Why is that delusional? When we first started dating, who was your quarterback? Uh, it was uh, Chad Pennington was getting hurt at the end of that time. He was pretty good. I remember I, okay, I Chad Pennington. wore one of his jerseys to make yeah, me happy. Pennington. That day. Okay, we had that. You guys drafted Favre. Well, we, we traded for Favre or okay. signed or whatever. You, you got Favre. Yeah. Let yep. me just walk everybody down memory lane yep. of like reality. Okay. You got Favre. Mm-hmm. You were convinced you were going to the Super Bowl. First of all, hold, right, on. hold on. No, hold on. Hold on. Right. I know what you're going to say. I know what, what you're going to say. say. You're going to say you got injured. Yeah, he and did. You, okay, great. Great. Okay. Sure. Whatever. They're eight and this, three. I'm just trying they to show the you a theme the here. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then so he was selfish. He was selfish and he didn't. He played hurt. Because he was 75 years old, no, he right, and he, he maybe yeah. had another year in him after right, that he season if he didn't get hurt. So let's be realistic for a second, okay? okay? Yep. Let's be realistic. Uh-huh. Favre came in, he thought you'd go to the Super Bowl, yep, he got hurt because he's 75, uh-huh. and maybe, maybe, maybe would have played one more year with okay. you guys, okay? Yep. He had played with, he then played you with the Vikings, had so, Sanchez, and you got... Um, Toe loving fatty. What's his name? That's right. That's right. Sorry, that was rude. You have beautiful feet. Uh, you ever see the fetish video of him and his wife? No, I just thought he liked toes. Well, I'm just saying, I don't, you, I don't know if you actually, it's really. Um, I saw that discovery okay. video. Yeah, and Red Favre with the dick pics. I mean, you guys really know how to pick winners. <laughs> right. Then you get Sanchez, who I was a fan of because he was a hot Latin boy yeah. from the West yeah. Coast, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. At that point, Sanchez, you're on the bandwagon again. You're like, we're going to win this. He comes, if I remember correctly, he started off hot. And you were just like. Hold on. No, wait. Hold, I talked about hold this. Hold the phone. Start, no, okay. but your well, memory. He was good. You're older than me. Yes. And your memory is gone. Okay. Because he came in, and I believe he came in better than you thought. Mm-hmm. And you were all about Sanchez. This was going to be your franchise quarterback. You loved Rex Ryan. Okay, I remember you just right, the first couple said, years I did because I'm he said, so happy listen, he wanted. He was all right, here's okay. what I'll say about Rex. Wait, hold on. Okay, let me ahead. finish the timeline. Yep. So you're all about. To all this. You're about. See, I know. We're we'll probably have to listen to the next like six podcasts. You're going to be responding to all okay. this. So Sanchez, you're like so excited. When you guys had Sanchez, were like the two best seasons you've had in the past like decade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, after the right. after the Sanchez years, okay. we've, we've been terrible. And, Okay. Basically like the Jets of the 70s right? now in the last eight years. Okay. I believe yeah. last episode you yep. went on a rant mm-hmm. on how I said that Darnold's going to be like Sanchez 
and you flipped out because mm-hmm. now you think Sanchez sucked because I brought right, up Sanchez right. two weeks ago and you were like, right. he, he sucked, he was terrible. He was the best right, quarterback no, you guys have true. had. That's not true. The team was the best that we've seen in a long time. His statistics were terrible. You look at him versus Christopher, Earl. Christopher, you like every season, you guys got Revis, who by the way, I told you, okay. I told you, that's another prediction, when they were like, Waiting right, for Revis, and, and I okay. said, "This yeah. is so stupid. You guys are so dumb for doing this with okay, Revis." Right. And you were like, "Revis Island, he's yeah. the greatest yeah. wide receiver in football." We, we bought him high. Blah, okay. blah, blah. Right, so, uh, and so, you were like, right, "So what's, what what's the point here?" Okay. My point is, uh-huh. I now I need to ga- gather my thoughts. That no, no. So then, so you're gonna let me go back. Okay. So we had Sanchez. You were all about him. Mm-hmm. You thought he was great. Huh? They brought you to the champion. The the um. What AFC it, Championship. AFC Championship. Two years game, in a row. Right? Two yep. years in a row. Yep. Probably the best the Jets have ever played in the past, I don't even know how long. Right? Yeah. After Sanchez goes downhill, like Darnold will taper off, okay. you got um, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it was Geno Smith, then it was Fitzpatrick. Oh, Geno Smith. You loved Geno Smith. I love you him. were so happy for Geno Smith. I was optimistic the guy Smith. was going to be okay. You were like, we're he going to the Super Bowl. No, then he after was a, him, you got Fitzpatrick. You're like, we're going to the Super Bowl. They were 10-5 that year. They lost to the Buffalo Bills last after game of the season. after Fitzpatrick, you got who? But, uh, it was... It was Josh McCown who was a veteran, but it was we were waiting to draft no somebody. No one even remembers. Okay. Josh then, McCown okay, is like a backup. Then him. That's it. That's Darnold. And now it's Darnold, right? Yeah. In that time, you guys got, um, what's his face? You had Eric Tucker. Yeah, and, and Brandon Marshall. And Brandon Marshall, who I believe you said at the time, these were like the two best. They had great years that year. They right? Were, they had great years So that you're year. telling me that Sanchez, it wasn't Sanchez, they had a great team around him. Mm-hmm. You guys have been picking wide receivers or running backs or whatever you want to call them. The whole time, you weren't happy with the draft picks. I've never well, once heard you. Those, those guys were, were trades, whatever. So you were, but you the, were happy. You told me that those two roster, deal were great. The, right. And you had, um, were, what's his name for a little bit? Who did you have? Who did you have from the Giants who? for a little bit? Didn't you get, um, my point is, yeah. my whole point is, sure you were jazzed here. up about Sanchez. Mm-hmm. The best you guys ever played. I compared Darnold to Sanchez in the fact that you think Darnold's so great, he's going to bring you so far, and then Sanchez ended up falling off, and I think Darnold's going to do the same Hold on. thing. Let me, let me, here's why I'm going to correct you. Okay. Darnold statistically has been infinitely better than Sanchez. Sanchez has, has 60% of the touchdowns mm-hmm. that, Darnold has, that Darnold has had in the same sample size of games. Mm-hmm. 60%. He's had way more interceptions. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know how that terrible game. But like, yeah, I never can you thought. Just, like, hold on, give it a season. Okay, but I'm looking at. But if I'm looking at like where Darnold is now versus where Sanchez was at the time, Darnold's a much better quarterback. The team was better for the Jets then. So I was into the fact that Sanchez was able to win on the road. He had some clutch moments, but he wasn't the same quarterback talent. Nobody ever would say that. I think that. Okay. In a few years, uh-huh. no one's going to be talking about Darnold. So you think Darnold's going to be Mark Sanchez, where he's a Backup, like a yeah, I just don't, I don't just no one's gonna be caring well, about not, Darnold. You're not being specific about the prediction. What do you want me to say? Person? No one's gonna really talk about him. That's all I need okay. to tell you. Right. Like I don't, right. I just don't think he's gonna do much. Right. Like I, I know you get so upset okay. about this, all right. but I we'll think see. something that maybe you could consider yeah. is letting things like what, like one of your favorite things to say is like they're gonna at the end of their season, at the end of their career, they're gonna be better than Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. And I find that like comical. That There's a lot of people that are better than Eli Manning, but go ahead. But I think it would behoove you, yeah, 
rather than to go up and down with every way the jets go and the wind blows, okay. you should let things like breathe well, a little okay, bit. Okay, well, I said with Darnold, like, like it's like the jury's still out on Darnold. I said okay. that, and I also, but, but yet like, you're so I think it would be a big, if he's not going to be talking about the Raiders, it would be one of the biggest busts in the last 30 years. <laughs> Wait, pause. Yeah. Please say that again. If, if, if what you're saying that we're not going to talk about Darnold in three years as the third overall pick in the draft, it would be one of the biggest busts that we see in the last three decades, okay. if that's the case. Can All right? you get callers on this? I, I mean, I, I, it's not I a live show, to, like, but we can have... I would love to, like, the, like the phones light up well, and we can have Keith respond to this. All right, well, well, well here's what I'll do. I'll have, if anybody who's listening wants to comment about Darnold, I'll play your message in one of the next couple episodes. We'll talk like about that. it. All right? But I, I gave you statistics. He hasn't had the benefit of good coaching at this point. Gase you sucks. Hold on, but he still it's had a good like, game. Wait, so if, so Darnold has. By the way, you was, also said Rex Ryan sucked at the end of it. Like he did. He, he did. Like, Rex Ryan was a very. Here's what he was a very good motivational coach. He never had a bad. His defenses were pretty consistently good as he was a Jets head coach. He was a Jets head coach. Defensive. Defensive guy, coordinator. But he was yeah. very like his. The defense wasn't a liability. I just like, feel like you're making a lot of excuses, and maybe Darnold's not where you think he is. That's what I think. Well, I don't think he's anything. I think now he's a promising I think he's a promising younger quarterback. You look at his peers, he's like towards the top of his peer group. But it also takes Christopher good to your point, like good coaching to cultivate these young guys that are the first few years in their league. Right. So So to to my point, if he doesn't get that with the Jets, he's not he is gonna be a bust. You might I mean so like you have to. You might look be at right, but I still picture. think that like sometimes a, a good quarterback can overcome bad that's coaching. That's bullshit. I don't think that's. True. I can give you examples. I'll think of examples. Okay, let's right, for the about benefit this of, next time. Let's, Everybody let's stop move on. Let's move point. on. Other, I think I bet you they, people are, are are locked into this segment. But all right, we're 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 going to transition away from football for now. Um, you'll be on again. I think we're clear on where we both oh, stand on Darnold for now. Oh, are we done? Was that it? No, not on f- for the f- football stuff. Oh, you want me back on football? We're, we're going to come on. We're going to talk about uh, pregnancy like, and parenting. Can I just say an asterisk really quickly? Yes, go ahead. For everybody who thinks we need marriage counseling. Yes. Um, any dynamics they're picking up on, we probably already do talk about in marriage counseling, so tell them not to fret. Okay. Yes. True story. True. Yeah. Don't fret. This is like... <laughs> and this is still loving. We're still smiling. We're laughing. Um, but we have different differing opinions on. But we'll Darnold. definitely talk about this before bed. And we're going to talk about Eli <laughs> at another episode. We are today. not talk. Do not talk about him today. Not today. All right. Okay. So as we go into week eight of the NFL season, just some quick housekeeping. So I wanted to give the audience a heads up that next week, after week nine, which marks at least the halfway point for every team. We are going to take a look at the record predictions and takes that I made in early September before the season started. Now, I'm going to boast about where I was right and eat crow where I was wrong. I'm also going to bring on my first football-focused guest. I consider him a friend, but he is my wife's cousin's husband. His name is Chris as well. We have a lot in common. We're the same age. We both root for green teams as he is an Eagles fan, and we are both passionate sports fans. Now, Chris and his wife, Lauren, live in Connecticut, and they're coming to watch football next Sunday, and I'm very excited about that. So um, let's take a look at some of the storylines as we head into week number eight. So one thing I want to say is that as far back as I can remember, and maybe this wasn't the case, but since I really got into football in the, in the, the 1990s, I mean, maybe this wasn't the case earlier than that, 
talking heads, radio hosts, newspaper columnists would puff up their chests and make predictions and some hype, some piping hot takes. So, hell, much of my NFL content is centered around predictions, and they are fun. But I was really thinking yesterday, and this is in line with my podcast episode where I talk about finite outcomes. You know, I, I think storylines in the NFL can really only go a few, a few specific ways per storyline. So with the ones I introduced today, I'm going to throw in some caveats. So the first storyline centers around my football team. Now Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Now my quarterback, after the incredibly horrific game on Monday Night Football, where some Mensa member on the Jets decided to greenlight a second-year quarterback against an undefeated defending champion, top defensive Patriots team. Somebody decided that it was a good idea to, 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 to mic him up. Sam infamously said, quote, I'm seeing ghosts. Now, in 16 starts, this was unequivocally his worst, and it followed probably his best. Now, with the Jets' schedule softening, let's look at the next three games. This week at Jacksonville, next week at Miami, and then against the Giants home on November 10th. Now, if the Jets go 3-0, nobody's going to be talking about ghosts. But if they go 0-3, this coach is going to be the most notorious sports figure since Reggie Miller. And we're also going to be questioning if Sam Donald's the guy. So it's really compelling to see how that's going to go. What's going to happen with Sam Darnold? How is he going to bounce back after that horrific Monday night 33-0 loss with the stupid, mic'd-up Sam Darnold situation on Monday Night Football? All right, storyline number two. Now, if it hasn't happened already, we are about three to five games away, if that, of Mitchell Trubisky being relegated to a backup journeyman for the foreseeable future. Now, there's already rumors that the Bears are going to make a trade before the deadline for a quarterback. Now, I have predicted his demise a little bit and said that he's not worth the, the, the overdrafting and the, the move up by the Bears to get the second pick overall, drafting him ahead of Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. But I never saw this coming. And he seems to have mentally lost it in addition to missing basic throws. And now him being hampered with the labrum injury, he's more hesitant to run. He's just not the same quarterback, and nor do I think he's, he, he might actually end up being the, the B word. And, that's the, and, and, and being a bust, and it's something that, that's, a, that's a reality right now. And, and I think in another three to five games, we're going to find out. All right, storyline number three. Baker, Mayfield, and the Browns are two and four off a of bye. Now, they're staring two and five in the face as they are two touchdown dogs. Um, or I should say a touchdown, sorry, touchdown and a field goal dog, almost two touchdown dogs at New England. Now, Baker whined about the officials as he threw multiple interceptions last week. We have Freddie Kitchens versus Bill Belichick this week. Good luck, guys. All right, that's storyline number three. Storyline number four, how long will the New England Patriots stay undefeated? You know, why is this getting less attention than 2007? You know, 2007, they actually had a a plus 159 differential. And this year, their, their differential is plus 175. So do I think it's happening? No. But it's amazing how offense draws people in like moths to light or moths to a flame, bees to honey, but defense just isn't sexy. But this New England Patriots team is dominant. They're legit. Especially even as good as the Patriots have been, they usually are 2-2 two and two, um, 
at best three and one in the month of September, and they were undefeated. I don't care what their schedule was. So that, that's storyline number four. And then finally, storyline number five, will a loss to the Seahawks cause Dan Quinn of the Falcons to be fired going into the bye week? The Falcons are the biggest paper team out there every year. Will, they, will the Falcons fight with Matt Schaub coming in and replacing an injured Matt Ryan? Or are they just going to quit and lie down like dogs and fall to one and seven going into their bye week? Really interesting to see what happens. My hand picks against the spread coming up next. Okay, so I was one and two last week with my picks. I was wrong with my pathetic Jets and wasn't even close. I also backed a winless team in taking the Bengals, the wrong winless team, instead of taking the Redskins, who now covered the last two weeks. And the one thing I was right about, which I felt really good about going in, um, was the Colts against the Texans off a of bye week. So I'm a lackluster 7-12-2 through 21 games. Still time to rebound, but I have to start making some moves. Thankfully, I don't wager for real. But let's have a good week. So week eight picks against the spread. Here we go. Let's start in Detroit, where the Detroit Lions are giving six against the New York Giants. Now let's look at movement. The line opened up at minus seven and a half and has come down a point and a half to minus six towards the New York Giants. Now, you know I'm not a big Shermer fan, but let's look at the distribution. 67% of tickets are on the Lions, but 59% of the cash is on the Giants. Now, that is a 26 percentage point disparity signaling sharp action on the Giants. When do the Lions ever cover as a, a number as a big favorite? They don't. The number was plus seven last night, but still go ahead and give me the Giants plus six at the Detroit Lions. Next, let's go to Buffalo, where Philly is getting two points. Now, I like Philly plus two at Buffalo. Let's look at movement. So this line held pretty steady and opened at Buffalo minus one and a half, and is still there in some books. Let's look at distribution. 54% of the tickets and 52% of the cash is on Philly. So Philly needs this game like air. They are three and four and can fall one and a half games behind Dallas, plus the tiebreaker if they lose. Now, Buffalo, on the other hand, even with a loss, no matter what happens, are still in the five seed as the first wildcard team. Desperation matters in the NFL. These teams are also very similar in net yards per play, which is a key wise guy metric. And if you're going to compare Wentz versus Allen, I will take Wentz all day, every day, and especially Sunday. So give me Philly plus two and to outright win at Orchard Park. Finally, let's go to Nashville where Tampa Bay is getting two and a half points at the Tennessee Titans. Now, Tampa Bay looked horrendous in London against the Panthers, coming off a loss. They were still in the game, though. And Jameis Winston, in particular, was a turnover machine. He had seven turnovers. Now, Tampa, at two and four, has been a zigzag team all year, and they're coming off a bye. And if not for that chip shot miss against the Giants, they'd be three and three. Now, Bruce Arians off a bye, with the Cardinals and the Colts combined five and one straight up. Now, Jameis Winston, where he's come off a game with a minus two in the touchdown interception disparity, has a combined 18 touchdowns versus only seven picks the following game. Now, Tampa has a better strength of schedule, a better net yards per play, 
So give me Tampa Bay plus two and a half and the outright win at Tennessee. So to recap, I like the Giants plus six at Detroit. I like Philly plus two at Buffalo and Tampa Bay plus two and a half at Tennessee. All road teams and all dogs. <laughs> now I couldn't pull the trigger on this game, but with a minus 10 and a half and also knowing that I am not objective against when it comes to the Browns, I was looking to take New England hosting Cleveland minus 10 and a half. This game speaks to my hatred of Mayfield and the Browns. That the Patriots, who are my most hated team in professional sports, along with the Red Sox, and I cannot remember this many times in my life, rooting for them and against the other team, but it's happening to me this week. Shut these morons up. Landry guaranteeing a win. Beckham in his goat shoes. Mayfield bitching about the officials. Freddie Kitchens versus Bill Belichick. Come on. So... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it official pick, but look to look at the Patriots. I would I like them to win big against the Browns. So hot take up next. All right. So typically as a person, I am progressive politically. I'm an open-minded guy. I embrace change. And I am not what anyone would classify as a traditionalist in most facets of my life. Now, even with sports, I think the Yankees clean cut, no facial hair rule is stupid. It's antiquated. I hate how not even on the away jerseys do we have numbers on the back as a Yankees fan. It stifles individuality and authenticity. And I think for some players, they come to New York and they don't not win because of the high pressure of New York City and the media market, but rather because they just can't be themselves. You know, you go try, you try going to work on Monday wearing a red suit and top hat and see if it wouldn't have an effect against your actual work. Forget even how you're perceived. Just see how it affects your work. So I'm against it in a big way. But I will say, I am a traditionalist when it comes to uniforms as it relates to NBA jerseys and NHL jerseys and specifically the colors worn at home, all right? Now, when I grew up, the Rangers wore home white and the Knicks wore home white as well. When I first put on a game nowadays, I have to see these home teams wearing these ridiculous colored jerseys at home. The Mavericks wearing this like neon green, the Celtics wearing black, the Heat wearing the colors of the South Beach neon lights. It's absurd. Can we stop this? Can we go back to the home team only wearing white? I'm okay with an alternate jersey or two here and there on the road, but this is getting out of hand at home. It really is. Jesus Christmas. You know, in, in football, Solid is, is usually home, but I'm okay with this. I mean, there are eight home games. I'm okay with the home team changing it up. They get to usually dictate the jersey. So if they're playing a, a, in the heat early in the season, they wear white, or if they're playing the Cowboys and they come into town and they want to force them to wear their Navy jerseys that they hardly ever wear. You know, I'm okay with that. But in the NHL, the NBA, let's go back to home whites only. All right? Enough with with this nonsense. Thanks for listening to the Chris Ham Podcast. Please follow me on Twitter, at Chris N. Ham. Your support and feedback is incredibly valuable as I grow this podcast. So please tell me what you like, what you don't like, and feel free to suggest topic ideas. Take it easy, friends. Be well.